Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, March 13th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The conference tournaments are over, the bracket has been announced, and let March Madness begin with today's show. We're talking Kansas basketball with beat writers Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. The Jayhawks begin defense of their NCAA championship as the number one seed in the West region, and we talk about why KU is in the West and not the Midwest. We also talk about how losing the Big 12 title game to Texas could affect KU going forward, and we offer our percentage chance of Kansas reaching the Sweet 16. Oh, and we think the Jayhawks were assigned a pretty difficult NCAA tournament path. All that and more with Gary and Shreyas, so let's get started. Selection Sunday is behind us. The NCAA tournament starts Tuesday uh, with the first four games, and then the field of 64 begins on Thursday. It's, it's a great time of year, one of my favorite times of year. I know it is for you, Gary Bedore and Shreyas Latham. It's the excitement of March Madness. Kansas front and center, as always, in this event. They're the number one seed in the West. I want to talk about the location of the region that Kansas was assigned. But first things first, uh, let's get the update on Bill Self's health. Gary, why don't you uh, let us know what KU said, what you know, and um, and how's Bill? Well, uh, KU said yesterday that he he was uh, good to go for the NCAA tournament uh, and would rejoin the team. The the players said as early as today and uh, Norm Roberts said as early as today and that he was even going to review some scouting last night at home. So uh, according to KU, the medical procedure went well and uh, it was heart related according to the statement and he was released from the hospital yesterday and <laughs> Uh, it sounds like he's good to go, and uh, obviously the media likes Bill. We've all had good relationships with him. He's a nice guy, a good guy, and we hope he's okay. No, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, did not coach at all during the the Big Twelve tournament, and I, I don't know if I think we've res- we've respected the schools and and certainly the Bill Self family wishes and not um, written about the specific nature of the injury, but you're right. It was a heart issue. And, um, and uh, I noticed that on ESPN last night, they uh, it was Reese Davis, whoever was hosting their panel show uh, talked about stints in the heart. And I don't think we've written that, but we just put it out there. So, um, uh, so yeah, I, uh, be it'll be interesting the, for the first press conference for for Bill this week. That will they will they do anything? They don't do anything between the selection Sunday and their first appearance in the regional, do they, Gary? Um, there's nothing on campus this week. No, uh, there will be something official in Des Moines on Wednesday at the practice, and uh, possibly upon their arrival tomorrow in Des Moines. Okay. Okay. And I'm sure that'll be the um, one of the more interesting and eagerly anticipated press conferences, assuming Bill is going to be part of it. And um, I'll certainly be be tuning in. All right, Shreyas. 
KU gets a number one seed. That's that's a good thing. They the um, in the history of the the seeding of the tournament, it started in 1979. Only North Carolina has more number one seeds than KU. Uh, the, the, that was number 16 that they were uh, awarded on uh, on Sunday. North Carolina has 17. Carolina not in this tournament. Didn't even accept an NIT invitation. But a little bit of a question about how Kansas ended up as the number one team in the West and not the Midwest. Significant, of course, because the Midwest um, regional semifinal and championship is in T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. If Kansas wins two games in Des Moines, they will continue their path in Las Vegas. So what's what's some what are some of the theories on why Kansas is the number one team in the West and Houston became the number one team in the Midwest. So it looks like the committee really looked at um, what had happened in the last couple of weeks. You know, Kansas gets drubbed by Texas basically twice in the span of eight days. Uh, it seems like that was definitely fresh on their mind. Uh, I definitely think it looks like they also saw, uh, I saw the committee, uh, the NCAA guy basically say, hey, we basically combined quad one and quad two wins and basically... I think uh, Houston had a little more uh, less losses, which doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Because if you're gonna combine both, why do you why do you do that? Kansas had like 17 quad one wins. Houston had six. Like it, it was a pretty big difference. What's the point of playing a tough schedule if you're not gonna get rewarded for it? Um, and it was like I think it was like two more losses they had. Like you can't. It, it didn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I went back and looked at it. I think maybe the committee was looking at margin of deficit. Another big thing, uh, Kansas losses this year when they have lost have tend tend to be by uh, big margins. Um, just like they lost to Texas, they lost to TCU in a, a big margin. Um, they've lost uh, a couple other times in big margins. Uh, so I definitely think that played a factor. Um, and the committee did say self's health is something they took into account, which. I mean, I don't really understand that because they said, oh, we saw Houston lost to Memphis, but Sasser was out. So we realized that was in account, you know. But what about Bill Self being out for, you know, the entire Big 12 tournament and Kevin McCuller? I know he's not Marcus Sasser, but he's still pretty important. Um, so I, it didn't make a ton of sense. And I, I understand the under understand why KU fans are peeved off right now. That West region is not easy at all. Um, but Vegas will be fun, and uh, Kansas has come out of anywhere from any region to win it all. Yeah, no doubt. Um, th- th- that That's absolutely true. That uh, they did Kansas did come out of the Midwest last year, but the, I think the path was, wasn't it Fort Worth and then Chicago and then, um, and then New Orleans? They don't have to play in their backyard to, to advance. Uh, I do want to get into the strength of the of the West. That to me is where um, it, it it looks a little different for for KU. I, I think the West uh, is a very strong region, but let me offer my theory on what happened with Kansas in the in the West and Houston in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. When KU lost on Saturday by the margin it did, I think the committee either had Kansas and Houston even going into the Big 12 final, or, you know, maybe KU slightly ahead. And then Kansas loses by a pretty big margin, unexpectedly so. 
Kansas, I think, was a slight favorite in the game. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, of course, Bill Self's not there. Kevin McCullough is not there. Texas was missing a starter as well. But um, but anyway, Texas comes to Kansas City, plays wonderfully, and and defeats Kansas by a big margin. And as you said, Shreyas, for the second time in whatever it was, eight days or so. So the committee goes, you know, on Saturday night. They do a lot of work on Saturday night. The committee has Houston ahead of Kansas in the uh, in the overall seating. Um, Alabama ends up number one. And and then uh, going into Sunday, I imagine going into Sunday, they had Alabama one, uh, Houston two, Kansas three and Purdue four in the overall seeding. What they didn't expect to happen was Houston losing by double digits in its conference tournament game championship game. And in you know the championship game of a lesser conference to a lesser team. Look, Memphis is in the tournament. The team mm-hmm. that Houston lost to, but. Texas, the team that Kansas lost to, better team, much higher seeded than Memphis. So what I think happened was the Houston, the unexpected Houston loss happened so late in the day. It was the last tournament played before the selection show that there was no time for the committee to make an adjustment. They had to go with what they had. And then the the uh, the selection committee chairman, Chris Reynolds, the athletic director at, at Bradley, I believe, had to be coached up pretty quickly before his media appearances. This is how we're going to justify Kansas being in the in the West and Houston in the Midwest. And he got a crash course on, you know, combine the quad one and the quad two wins to make it look like a you know a little better record. And um and and, and uh, yes, even though Houston has you know better predictive numbers than than Kansas, um, that quad one you know is. <laughs> Um, is, is really going to be difficult to explain. So <clears throat> I just think it was a human thing and not a, uh, you know, n- not a computer thing. Uh, I, I think it was just, they ran out of time. They had to make an adjustment on the fly and they had to make up a, you know, a, a rationale on the fly. Having said that, and I don't know this to be true. I've, I've participated in, in the mock exercise, mock bracket exercise at the NCAA, but there is a human element to this and it's humans picking the field and look, they, you know, they, they, they talked about the, the last teams in and the, and the last teams out. Of course, Oklahoma state ends up being the first team out of the tournament. You know, they talk about that. I don't, I don't think it would do them any good to talk about, you, you know, this, if it's true, if they ran out of time, but, um, but that's a problem that the committee has always had the the tournament championship games that are played on Sunday the bracket's pretty much set on Sunday mm-hmm. but they got to you know but you you don't don't want you know big upsets or big stories to happen on Sunday and i think that might have happened to the committee so just a theory of mine and i'm not you know and i'm certainly not going to begrudge the committee for making the moves that it made or having Houston ahead of Kansas just trying to explain what might have happened in that in this case so <laughs> Let's um, let's talk about the path. Like I said, the consequence of Kansas being in the West is a region in which UCLA is number is the two seed, Gonzaga the number three, UConn the number four. I I think that's a pretty tough road. I think of the four regions, that's the top one through four um, by um, by some of the uh, computer rankings and other predictive measures. Am I right about that, Shreyas? Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it might be the toughest road Kansas has ever had 
you might want to correct me on this, Gary, for to get to the uh, the final four. I, I think I saw somewhere uh, on Twitter they were saying that Kansas has the lowest odds of any one seed to make it out of their bracket to the final four, I think, in years. I could be wrong on the exact wording of that, but something like that. Um, but basically, what had happened was after getting Howard, who was in the middle of the road, 16 seed, you know, they weren't the worst, but they weren't the best. Um, every single game Kansas plays up to the final four, projected Vegas favorites against, uh, that team is pretty much like top 20 in Ken Palm. Uh, rankings top 25 you know UConn is top f- like seven <laughs> you know they're higher than Kansas and Ken Palm and Bartovic um, Arkansas is tall lengthy causes you know Kansas a lot of issues teams like that have done that all year they're really good at defense they can rebound well uh, UCLA number one defense in the country not as tall as UConn and Arkansas but they also have the crowd advantage because it's in the west so like any way you want to look at it uh, I look at that, and if they make it through that gauntlet, there's no way I see them losing in the Final Four. You know, it, it, it just seems like those teams are almost like Kansas is a kryptonite, not just metrics-wise, but, you know, the way they're built. UConn has two great bigs. I mean, I covered them last year. They have Adama Sonogo, an All-American. Uh, Donovan Klingon, a guy who's seven foot six, they can bring off the bench. Um, Kansas is very undersized. Um uh, Sorry, seven foot three, not seven foot six, but still very tall. Um, and uh, you know they have the shooting, the length, and the defense to kind of you know give KU issues. Um, and uh, just overall, I mean, like if they can make it through that gauntlet, you got to feel good if you're a Kansas fan. Yeah, Gary, I um, you've been you've covered all of the KU uh, Bill Self era NCAA tournament teams. And and then both all, if not all, the Roy Williams NCAA tournament teams and some of the Larry Brown tournament teams. So um, it's it's always hard to say what uh, what what a team is facing in terms of a path yeah. to the Final Four. Look, last year uh, Kansas bet by seed ended up getting a break right um, after I think Creighton was an eight nine, but. Uh, the other, the next couple of games in front of them were teams that had won in upsets. And so Kansas, if you added up the seeds of the teams that Kansas beat going up to the final four, it was a pretty high number. Um, uh, not, not to say that like Miami and Providence weren't good teams. They were excellent teams and they won in the tournament, but Kansas didn't face a, you know, they didn't face the best seeded team that they could have, that they could have played going into the final four. Um, yeah, if that's the case this time, it is. It, it it does appear to be a rugged path for the Jayhawks. Yes, but uh, one thing about the tournament, you know, those other teams could get upset too. I mean, yep. UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn—they're not going to just storm through everybody. Uh, everybody's talked about how tough the Big Twelve is all year and how. Wait till these teams get to play somebody else. Well, we'll see if that's true. I mean, uh, UCLA's had an injury, I believe. Yeah. And I know they're really good defensively and all that, but, you know, will this leaving the Big 12 play benefit KU? Uh, I don't. I mean, if they have to play all the teams that they're projected to play, it'll be tough probably. But uh, I don't think 
playing UCLA or Gonzaga. Well, I think Gonzaga is in a good spot because finally they're not, you know, number one for 30 weeks all season and have to go in and, and blow it. I think Gonzaga <laughs> is right where they want to be expectations wise. Maybe they'll finally emerge. Uh, but I don't really think there's any reason to fear UCLA, Gonzaga, or UConn if you're KU, if the Big 12 is as tough as everybody says. And as far as going to Vegas, if they do, that second-round game in Des Moines obviously is going to be tough. Arkansas, Illinois, nobody would be shocked if KU lost that one. But I think it's best for them to get the heck out of Kansas City. They've failed there before in the NCAA and – you know, if Bill's healthy, get on the plane and go out there and they'll have a good amount of KU fans no matter where they go. And, you know, in the NCAA tournament, it's it's not like the fans matter very much. The, mm -hmm. Each school has a huge pocket that makes a lot of noise. And it's not like UCLA is going to fill the place or anything. So. Uh, my point is, if the Big 12 is as tough as everybody said, it's not like KU should be shaking in its boots, worried about UConn or Gonzaga or UCLA. I think that second game, I mean, it might be over in Des Moines. They're going to have to play some ball if they get, you know, as expected past Howard and then play Arkansas or Illinois. I saw Arkansas earlier this year. Uh, I went down to a game. Uh, they played Missouri, and and uh, Missouri played them tough, but Arkansas prevailed at the end. Arkansas is a team, remember, lost to Duke in a regional final last year and returned most of its team, including Nick Smith Jr., and, um, and, and they've had to deal with injuries all season long. They've never been um, the, the team that was uh, envisioned by – by Eric Musselman, their coach, but now they're pretty close to being at full strength. And uh, you are absolutely right. I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming an Arkansas victory over Illinois could go the other way. It's an eight nine game. Anything can happen in these coin flip type games. But Arkansas is tall and athletic, and uh, that could be a that could be a major major challenge for for KU. Okay. Hey, let's let's take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what we saw over the weekend at uh, at the Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City, and uh, maybe there's a reason Kansas might might not want to return to the scene of what happened there on Saturday. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. 
As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sportsbeat KC talking KU's run in the NCAA tournament with beat writers Shreya Slada and Gary Bedore. All right, guys. Um, that was uh, that was quite the loss that Kansas took on Saturday. I forgot what the final score was. It's 73-50. It was 20 points, I think. And I think we determined it was the biggest loss for KU in the Big 12 tournament, their biggest loss. Um, and this after I thought they played really well on um, on uh, Thursday and Friday with wins over West Virginia and Iowa State, two teams that are in the tournament. West Virginia is a nine seed and Iowa State is a number six. So for them to get manhandled by by the Longhorns in the final, Trace, was this is this just a bad matchup for Kansas with a second loss to the same team over um over over a you know a week period? Or did the the unavailability of Kevin McCuller have uh, a, a a bigger impact than maybe some people expected? I definitely think it's a little mix of of both, to be honest with you. Um, but I do think Kansas really struggles against this Texas team because they are really good at making Kansas one-dimensional in offense. And that is whenever you make Kansas one-dimensional offense, when it becomes the Jalen Wilson show or the Jalen Wilson and the Joe Yesifu show in that case last uh, on, okay. on Saturday, uh, it seems like Kansas doesn't really ever win those games. Uh, you know, Even when he went off for 38 against K-State early in the year, they still lost that game in overtime. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, every time he's had these games where he scores, it feels like 30 plus, it ends in a loss because he's the only one who's shooting the ball, who can score the ball. Um, they do a really great job of limiting guys like Grady Dick uh, by face guarding him, you know, making him uncomfortable. I think that's a matchup the freshman has struggled with, particularly this year. Dewan has had two pretty rough games against Texas back to back. He really didn't even score, I think, until late into the second half. Uh, and on the flip side, Kansas, it seems like, cannot stop them on the defensive end. It seems like whatever Longhorns want, they can get at the rim. Uh, they can force Kansas into foul trouble a little bit. Uh, it, it's just, you know, kind of fascinating, uh, you know, how, in, you know, like they aren't necessarily the biggest team. They are pretty undersized like Kansas is, but they do everything kind of well, one through eight. And I think that is the difference between Kansas and them is they have eight guys they can rely on. And Kansas, I can I can count really five guys. I can sit there. I I rely on them. And even those five guys, there's one guy I really trust with the ball in his hands when, you know, it's the clock is ticking. Yeah. Um, Gary, we were watching the game from the skybox, <laughs> the hockey press yeah. box, the T Mobile Center, and we hate that. It, we hate not being on the floor, but one thing that you do see from above uh, are plays developing. And on the defensive end for Kansas, I can't, I, I can't remember how many times we saw the Jayhawks fail to switch and allow Texas an uncontested, you know, layup. Um, I think it happened three or four times, and I was just kind of dumbfounded by that. Uh, I suppose the, the the lack of McCuller hurts them when we talk about defense overall and not just because he's not there, but because someone else is right. Yesifu yeah. um, or Bobby Pettiford, whoever it is, somebody who is you know not a starter. And, uh, and, and that's, I think that has an impact, but 
Um, that, that was Shreyas talked about it. The, the 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 way Kansas. I look. They didn't score many points. They absolutely took Grady Dick out of the game again. Um, I, I like the point that you know when Jalen Jalen Wilson played like an All America throughout the the tournament. I think he was the best player in the tournament. He's conference player of the year, but you you didn't make him the conference MVP because or the tournament MVP because his team not only lost but lost big in the final. But I got to think uh, as Bill was watching that game from wherever he was watching it from, he had to be really disappointed in how Kansas played defensively. Yes, I agree. Um, I think when you have McCuller and Harris who are probably one, two on the defensive player of the year list in the league that screwed him up probably. And, uh, and, you know, this team has had when the, on the occasions they lose, they've gotten blown out several times. So uh, this was another one of them. And uh, the defense Norm Roberts said was not good. And we all saw it wasn't good, but uh <clears throat> Let's say you're you're a fan and glass half filled. You would say, well, when we get McCuller back and we get Harris with McCuller again, everything will be fine. So we'll see. But uh, I I always thought Texas and uh, KU were the the two the two cream of the crops in the league all year, except with the caveat. I love. I thought Baylor should be an elite elite team. So uh, Baylor, uh, I, you know, when I look at the brackets, I see Baylor still uh, Baylor fans might take solace that they still could make a serious run, but I definitely think Texas could as well. When I look at their path. So we'll see Texas has a real good team and they blitzed KU twice in, in a week and the Jayhawks, uh, have responded okay before when they get beat. We'll see what they do this time, but no doubt the defense was shredded, like you pointed out. Yeah, and look, if Texas wins two games, they're back at T-Mobile Center. They're they're the number two in the Midwest. So yeah, we could get uh, Texas back to the, to the to the site of its happiest moment this year. Maybe cut down nets for a second time. In fact, I took Texas to win that region to beat Houston in the regional final. So. Um, and and uh, if if that happens, either hey, look if those two teams get to the final in Kansas City, that assures that the final four in Houston will have a Texas team in it. Um, okay, let's uh, the, the first round opponent for Kansas uh, is Howard out, out of the um, uh, the MEAC. So uh, what what do we know about the it's the Bison right the Bison. Yeah. Um, what, yes. what 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 do we know about Howard? And uh, um, I remember when Kansas played Howard in the NCAA tournament, low those many years ago, back in I think it was 1992. But the yep. the game before Kansas lost to UTEP in the in a big upset. So uh, give us the give us the the first look at the Howard Bison. Well, funnily enough, uh, the Howard Bison haven't made the NCAA tournament since they played Kansas. <laughs> Uh, back in 1992. Uh, so their first round opponent back then was Kansas. So now it's Kansas again. Uh, this Howard Bison team do two does two things extremely well. They shoot three-point ball. 
really, really well. They're almost like, I think, 37.2% uh, as a team. They have a guy in Elijah Hawkins who shoots 47% from three, which is crazy. Um, and another thing they do really well is offensive rebound. Uh, you know, they will <laughs> cause teams issues in the glass. They have two guys who are uh, over six foot nine in their front court. Um, and on the flip side, they also turn the ball over a ton. Uh, they are one of the worst teams in the nation in turnovers per game. They average 16.2. Um, and just overall, they're pretty mediocre in offense and defense. I mean, it's 16 seed kind of expected, uh, but they're better in offense than they are in defense. Uh, they're pretty good at finding quality shots. I think uh, their efficient field goal percentage is some like 90, 92nd in the nation. Um, this Howard team doesn't have the talent to maximize KU's weaknesses, but there's certainly things that uh, I think could give Kansas issues enough to maybe not cover the 21-point spread. Um, but I still think KU should probably win this pretty big, definitely. Yeah, I fully expect Kansas to, to win it in a, a comfortable margin. Um, that game that Kansas played in 92 against Howard was in Dayton, and my memory of that game was nothing that really happened on the floor. But I remember Greg Ostertag, who was a, yeah. was a freshman that year, Gary, you probably remember this too. Didn't he get knocked in the mouth and he had to take his retainer out and he and he slid it across the floor to the Kansas bench. So <laughs> it's funny that the Yeah, thing- he led the Jayhawks in scoring in that game. He had <laughs> 16 off the bench. Uh I'm sure the retainer thing is true. That was probably that game. Um Rex and Adonis were on that team. Yeah. And uh Sure enough, they went out and lost the next game. So, uh, to a to an eight nine. I forgot what Howard. That's on. it's funny how things work out. They haven't been in the tournament in thirty one years, and their first round opponent is the same team. So, <laughs> how weird is that? But uh, I was reading a little bit about them, and like a lot of the small schools, they really rejoiced after winning their conference tournament by a bucket beating Norfolk State in in Norfolk. So yeah. uh, they'll be similar to a lot of the 116s, and you can't play – you got to knock them off. You know, you got to jump on them and lead. And Roy Williams and Bill Self have had some first-round scares. Um, Roy Roy's team, remember when Holy Cross gave him a game all the way to the final TV timeout? Absolutely, I do. That was so, in St. Uh, Louis, I, I think. and um, But that was also turned out to be a Final Four team for KU. <laughs> yeah, it goes – these games go in increments of TV timeouts because they're so long, the timeouts. And the Holy Cross game was just like, hmm, we're at halftime, it's still close. And then people – the fans were really getting scared. And then I think KU clobbered them to end that game, and all was well and. Jay Hawkland. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Uh, as we did last week, I want a percentage chance Kansas wins two and gets to the Sweet 16 in um, in Las Vegas. Uh, Gary, let's start with you. Um, I think we started with Shreyas last time. Percentage chance. Actually, you did start, Gary, because that's you gave me the 85%. Yeah. So let's start with Shreyas. Shreyas, percentage chance Kansas gets to the Sweet 16. Uh, give me 85%. 85. Wow. Matching Gary from last week. All right, Gary, <laughs> spin the wheel. What do you yeah. got? Um, 
having not watched Arkansas, Illinois a lot, I'll just assume the Big 12 is as great as we all thought. So I'll give him 90%. Excellent. I'm going lower. I'm going 65% chance. Uh-huh. Kansas wins two. Um, just, I, I'm really, uh, I, I think that second round game, especially yeah. if it's against Arkansas, uh, will be a must see TV. I think, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I can't predict the line for that game, but it, 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 sh- it shouldn't be much. And, um, and I think we're looking at a very close game. So, all right, guys, great conversation as always. Gary Bedore, Shreya Salata, they're going to be in Des Moines covering the Jayhawks in their first two games of the NCAA tournament. And we'll talk to you guys again, probably from Des Moines. Take care, guys. That'll do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for putting together today's show and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition, the best digital sports page in America, is what you want for the best NCAA tournament coverage. Also, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, the NHL, you name it, it's in there. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Every day.